It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now, we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. It's time for the Sharks Morning Skate with all the latest on San Jose Sharks hockey. Here are your hosts, Dan Rusinowski and Drew Ramenda. Welcome to the lobby of the St. Paul Hotel. That's where we are to conduct the Sharks Morning Skate today. And you know why, Drew? Because the Sharks aren't practicing. They played yesterday. And the Minnesota Wild aren't practicing because they played yesterday. So uh, I suppose we have to put our golf voice on <laughs> just to keep quiet to make sure that nobody hears us but but actually what we're coming off of is a a, a pretty exciting game in many respects the sharks get one point in the standings i know people aren't necessarily looking at that right now but what they did also get was a pretty inspired goaltending performance from magnus crona in his third nhl game second nhl start he looked like the goaltender that we saw playing for the Barracuda this year, a guy that's improved, made a couple of saves by virtue of the fact that he's 6'5", but also had good positioning and good athleticism, and I thought it was one of the great bright spots of the game yesterday. Without a doubt, you can't coach size, and when he goes down on that butterfly, uh, you don't see a lot of net behind him. He's a big, big guy, stays upright. I think, uh, as, as you and I talked about last night, you're getting the block off. He's done a heck of a job with him. And all the goaltenders there. Nabby's a coach, as you, I've told you before. Watching him coach his team and coach his goalies is, is fun to watch. He faced a lot of pressure. And the early power play Dallas had, I thought, really zeroed him in on the game. He, he played great. But I also thought the guys in front of him played. They were good with their sticks. I thought they were good in the defensive zone. I thought they, I thought they put an extra effort in to be on their toes uh, especially as Dallas was attacking to make sure that they'd give as much help as they could to Magnus. But I, I thought it was, I said last night after the game, you know, we don't take moral victories in the National Hockey League, but you have to recognize when your team plays well. You have to recognize when your team plays hard. You have to recognize that they, they gave their best effort. And I think that from top to bottom, I think it was their best effort. What they keep proving is when they give the best effort, they're really competitive. Yeah, yeah. But how many times have you and I talked about the margin of error for this team, right? But the one way you can eliminate margin of error is through effort. And you and I have talked about that, I think, since game one, about effort and attitude. And Will I, over skill. Ex- well, exactly, exactly. And, and they showed that last night. And... If it wasn't for a crossbar, we might still be shooting. <laughs> so um, I, I love the fact of they hadn't played Dallas. Dallas one of the best teams in the league, and they, they rose to the occasion. I think they made Dallas a little bit nervous. I really do, because I think Dallas was looking at it saying, we can't lose to these guys. Look at the record. And we just, uh, you know, we just found out that, that Winnipeg scored five goals in the third period, beat Carolina. We've got the pressure on us. They're squeezing the sticks a little bit tightly. But in the middle of all that, of course, our old friend Joe Pavelski was uh, continuing to do remarkable things, little subtle things away from the puck that gave his team a chance to win. He didn't score last night, but 
again, he's having a, a major effort on this other kid that was very impressive, Logan Stankoven. I thought he looked really good. Well, we talked about Stankoven yesterday for a bit, and um, talking to the people in Dallas about him, and they said, watch his shot, watch his shot, watch his shot. He's got a great, great wrister. Rang it off the post yesterday late in the game. Second period, he had a dynamite chance with a great save by Magnus. He's he's impressive. Not very big. Skates off the puck really well. Really agile. He he was very impressive, and and, and that's where um, if Logan got called up from uh, Fort Worth, and um, he mean from Austin. I mean from Austin, and um, he's staying with with Pavs. <laughs> Typical, of course, right? And that's what Pavs would do. Well, yeah, and of course, who better if you're a smallish player as Stan Coven is to learn from a guy who's not the biggest guy in the NHL and one, maybe one of the greatest players that we've seen in this generation, Joe Pavelski. But enough about that. I want to talk about also that save that Krona made early in the first period when he reached back and got the goalie stick on it right on the goal line. I think that gave his teammates confidence as much as it did him because they haven't seen a lot of him. What they had seen of him was not as good. Agreed. Agreed. There's two of my favorite sayings to laugh at uh, when broadcasters say it is, one, well, I, I'm sure he'd like that one back. Well, name a goal he doesn't want the goal back. Every goal. Exactly. And, wow, you know, what I like about him is he, he never gives up on a puck. Name a goalie who in the NHL gives up on a puck. None. Exactly. So those are my two favorites. <laughs> I, I think the use of the phrase, he'd like to have that one back, is a nice way of saying he should have had the should damn thing. Had, exactly. <laughs> he, he should have not let that puck go by him. Agreed. Um, but when you, I, I think that, that Magnus, you know, you talk, the, the term dialed in, you talk about dialed in yesterday. Um, th that was extra effort. That was incredible. And again, that's where that six foot five length comes into into play there. That he's able to make that, you know, reach back and make that. Like back in the day, you know, a smaller goalie wouldn't be able to reach there. And it's just a terrific reaction by him. Well, it sure was. And, and the other play I want to talk about is the goal against the goal by Radic Foxa. Basically, the reason why it went in was because Sam Steele got a little piece of the puck, and it just deflected a little bit so it could trickle through Krona, but he had that first shot by Craig Smith totally in his sights, and Foxa ends up just sweeping the rebound in. I want to talk about the underrated portion of that because uh, Kyle Burroughs got caught up ice a little bit on the play. But what about the other guys and what happened on that play? Well, my, my beef was Kyle Burroughs gets caught up ice, but, but that's, that's not a big deal because Nico Sturm being Nico Sturm he was in the defensive position you know as well as I do a defenseman goes in forward has to take his place so Nico was there taking his place no problem everything was fine they come they come out it's a two-on-two two, and then it became a three-on-two with Faxa joining the rush Justin Bailey who's back checking on that and has got wheels galore he tracks all the way back and he actually gets in front of Radic Faxa but he doesn't get Radic Faxa's body. He doesn't turn him to a position where he can't skate or he can't be at the net. He doesn't get his stick up in the air. He's not heavy on his stick. He's not heavy on the body. And Faxa is able to put that puck in. And, uh, you know, those are the, those are the details of, um, sure, track back like you did. Fantastic effort to track back. You actually got ahead of the guy. But then 
you let you you in fact it gave gave Justin a little little push little push created space for himself and score the goal you've got to once you get there you've got to get in his hip pocket you got to get right there on his hip pocket and you you've got to play off of his hands as well you got to take his hands away and then you should be you should be okay on that backtrack but the key is you can't just be there you can't be in the vicinity. You got to play right off his hip pocket, and you got to take his hands and make sure that the stick is up in the air, or he can't get his stick on it. There was a later play in the game, where, in the second period, where Mark Edward Vlasic by the net, scramble by the net. Mark Edward Vlasic makes a great heavy stick play on. I don't remember who it was, but he stops a, a chance on net because he's heavy on the stick, and he just boom. There's no way that the, the Dallas Four wasn't able to get his stick. That's what you have to do. I want to talk about something else, too. There was a three-on-one the Sharks had in the game. Miro Haskinen might have played that as perfectly as anybody. Brett Hedekin was talking about the fact that even before the play started, he already knew who was on the ice. He knew the fact that Mark Edward Lassick was the guy that was going to get the puck uh, over on the one side and it, that he, he could be a little bit more aggressive with him on a three-on-one. Um, what was your view of it? You know what my view of that was. What was my view of that? Shoot. Exactly. Just get it to the net. But Brett's not wrong. Haskinen did slide over and take away a lot of time and space, more than Mark Everglassic. I think that's why Mark had a little bit of a, a, a panic to, to try to push that puck over because I don't think he thought Haskinen was going to get over that that quick. And he did He did cheat on that because I think you're right. I think he read through it. But that's that's the old thing, right? Know who, you, know who you're on the ice against. But damn, man, get that puck on the net if you can. <laughs> but it's just, you know, it's always easy from upstairs. But... That one, I, I think I'm, I think my commentary was, oh, come on, man. <laughs> well, we said that too, I think, on the audio network. But today we've got the Sharks in the Minnesota Wild. First game against a desperate Minnesota team. They lost to St. Louis yesterday. They're eight points out of a playoff spot. Uh, pretty basic today. Win some face-offs, which they didn't do. And, you know, especially on that power play goal, Carpenter lost the draw. you got to have those little details today. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And they're a great face-off team. But, right, this is a desperate Minnesota team. We'll see what happens. We're on the air at 3.30 today. You can see there's a lot of laughter in the background, but there's going to be no laughter today because the Sharks are facing off against the Minnesota Wild. That's it for our morning skate today. You've been listening to the Sharks' morning skate. Make sure you're listening all season long to the latest Sharks news and information right here on the San Jose Sharks Audio Network.